Welcome to Working Gratitude, real people, real gratitude at work, with your host, Darren Hollingsworth, Chief Gratitude and Accountability Officer at Odonata Coaching and Consulting. The Working Gratitude podcast was launched in 2012 to stimulate dialogue and conversation about research-based best practices of gratitude in the workplace and ways that gratefulness is expressed via philanthropy. These brief interviews with successful leaders from a variety of professional environments will encourage and inspire you and give you ideas about how you can start working gratitude. Thank you for listening to Working Gratitude. Now here's your host, Darren Hollingsworth. Hello, and welcome to Working Gratitude. Thank you for joining us. My guest today is Jen Kramer. Director of University Events for DePaul University, Jen is an award-winning creative event director. She designs, leads, and produces events from the range of $75,000 to over $13 million, from cultural events to marathons, from parades to festivals, and she is an effective communicator, relationship builder, from the C-suite to the general population. Directing Fortune 500 corporate clients and city events with over 2.5 million attendees, she has become an organizational expert. She finds satisfaction in creating best-in-class events for clients that have included Disney, Budweiser, AT&T, Humana, and PepsiCo. However, what intrigued me to invite Jen to join me on Working Gratitude was an interview I saw her do about a project that she undertook in 2018. Jen, welcome to Working Gratitude. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about your Year of Love project, 365 Days of Love Letters? <laughs> sure. So, uh, not unlike many other people, at the start of a new year, you know, I was really looking ahead to see what sort of things I could take on uh, for 2018. Um, you know, I don't find myself to be much of a New Year's resolution type of person. However, I was interested in committing to something for the year. And on New Year's Day, I sat on my couch like lots of Americans, and I mm -hmm. thought, what exactly can I take on that would make a difference for other people? Uh, you know, I certainly could have um, promised to go to the gym more or to read more, all those things that we sort of look at uh, at the beginning of a fresh start in the year. Um, but I, you know, I was really feeling like I wanted to do something outside of my comfort zone. And I thought, I'm going to um, create something where I can acknowledge the people in my life. And I think what I'll do is I'll take one on a day and I'll post that to social media and I'll acknowledge the person for who they are for me and who they are in the world and what sort of things they're doing and, you know, express my affection. Mm -hmm. So I started that on, on um, January 2nd, actually, January 1st, I talked about what I was going to do on my social media and January 2nd, I launched into um, this experiment, I'll, I'll call it. And frankly, uh, you know, as I started to think about all these people, I thought, well, I need to call it something. So I called it the year of love without a lot of contemplation or planning uh, and off, off to the races I went starting on January 2nd. Each day in 2018, I featured somebody different. You know, I certainly started with friends and family, but it was very quickly that I realized that there were lots of people in my life that deserved that sort of acknowledgement that maybe I uh, wasn't as familiar with, or maybe I didn't really know them. 
like um, the man who waters the plants in my office or my dry cleaner or the homeless man, Anthony, who uh, frequently is outside of my office building. And so very quickly in 2018, I started uh, highlighting those people. And that's when the year of love got really interesting. Um, It became a deeper, richer experience. And that's when it really started to affect other people per se. How wonderful. What a great project. And and as you and I got to know each other briefly before doing our conversation today, it resonated with me based on a book that I read a number of years ago called 365 Thank Yous by John Kralik. And so I was really looking forward to and curious about how what you're expressing is love is is also that form of acknowledgement and appreciation. So I thought it would be great to have a working gratitude conversation with you. Well, thanks. So this this conversation does go into um, those very things that you've already talked about. But what I love to do is just ask, what are you grateful for at work today? So, you know, I've been contemplating kind of this, uh, you know, working gratitude, gratitude at work and how profound really it is when we start to think about what we're grateful for. Uh, Certainly, I'm grateful for having a job. but I'm really grateful today, um, just given my day so far today on Friday, that, uh, you know, the people that I really get to collaborate with. And, you know, I was really present in a, a meeting earlier this morning uh, about how different people are. Uh, you know, I'm looking around a very large conference room table at all these different human beings, all with their own sets of likes and dislikes and interests and family and, you know, all the things that they literally brought to the table. Uh, and just how grateful I was to to be able to be in conversation uh, collaboratively or otherwise with a really interesting, different group of people. They're not necessarily all people that are like me. Um, and certainly that's what makes it interesting. I'm grateful for that. But I'm, um, you know, just most really gratefully a, a present and grateful for um, the ability uh, to work in an environment where people are so different. You've hit, a, hit the nail on the head for me with some things that frequently come up in these conversations. And when I'm working with coaching clients or with nonprofit organization boards of directors, you do have a, a variety of people sitting around a table or in the workplace. And when you can find that collaborative spirit and the value of the other, uh, that's a huge point of gratitude. And um, I think in, in work like you do, uh, with many opinions, as you said, you know, when you're talking about events, I'm sure you've encountered everyone has an opinion about the latest event that they've been to or what what the outcome of the event is. And having been a fundraiser, I definitely know that there are different agendas for different kinds of events. In that regard, um, there are challenges that you have to face in the workplace every day, right? And some of those can be some of the same things you've just expressed your gratefulness for. Can you zero in for us on something that a challenge you've faced in your career, maybe in your current job or in another opportunity, but that a challenge that either taught you something or once you got through it, you knew you had a skill set that you could now be grateful for? Sure. I can um, speak to an instance which is top of mind really very often. Um, when I worked uh, in, in my past, I've worked in city government in Chicago and very often I found myself in a situation where I had to mitigate or um, 
you know, really uh, come between two groups to get them uh, on the same page. And I can speak to a time when I was dealing with two event organizers who were really fighting for the same permit mm-hmm. for an event in the same place on the same day. Um, and uh, I was notoriously somebody who, as somewhat of a peacekeeper, could get in between two arguing entities and really have them see um you know, see through that or potentially come to a resolution. Mm-hmm. And that instance um, was very contentious and very heated. And there was a lot of arguing uh, on behalf of the two people that I was working with. And I really just stayed very committed to um, letting every, each of those entities be heard and um, really staying committed to the resolution of that conflict. And I know that that may sound very simple. I've simplified that in such a way to condense it here, but um, what ended up coming out of that situation uh, was that one person conceded and allowed the other person to take the permit for this particular event. And if I look back on that, there was no miracle that happened. There was no fluke that happened. There was no, um, you know, there wasn't anything interesting that happened about it other than two people just needed a little uh, hearing out of each other. And that issue really just resolved itself. And I think back to that um, instance often because one of my strengths and came out of lessons that I've learned is that people just really need to be heard. Mm. And whether or not we all agree, which is, you know, very rare these days, people need the ability to be heard and they need the ability to be heard by somebody who's not going to interrupt, who's not going to try and change their mind, who's not uh, interested in doing anything other than listening for the simple fact that people deserve that opportunity uh, to talk something out, to make their voice known, to express an opinion, to offer a suggestion. Um, And it was that instance many years ago that really, I think, has continued to help me forge my way in the world as being somebody who's known as being a phenomenal listener. And it's one of those things, and I happen to teach a class uh, currently at DePaul University, and it's one of those things that I impart on my college students often, and that's there's nothing better than somebody who is a great listener, uh, that success uh, successful people are selfless <laughs> and they're great listeners. And so, um, you know, that's one of the things that I could share that I learned uh, somewhat early on in my career. Um, and it's made me, uh, you know, very likely effective in situations where uh, it, things get do get very difficult. Well, it sounds like you have that learning component and the sharing component that that you are willing to share that that was a challenge for you and that it could have been, could have had different outcomes, but you were able to gather something from it that um, has carried with you in your career. And, and when we learn those nuggets early in our career and can take them forward, there's definitely something to be grateful for. And then I think your pay it forward sensibility with, with imparting that to students. Cause I, I didn't necessarily have mentors or students or, or professors who, imparted that from anything other than maybe a business communications class, right? So uh, giving it to them in, in, and giving it to your colleagues and to those organizations, they probably learned something in that conversation with you. So thanks for sharing that. That's a great, 
uh, additional and new insight uh, that I, I think will be really valuable to our listeners. So as we find gratitude, and I'm sure from your Year of Love project, as you have seen it ripple, um, I know in one interview I heard you do, you, you see that ripple to other people who want to help. Gratitude sin- tends to inspire people in some way to give back, either in their, their time and volunteering, in some way to make an impact in the community. Um, can you give us an example of, of the way that your love project and your gratitude has overflowed into the community where you live and work? Sure. Um, you know, specifically regarding the Year of Love project uh, that I took on, you know, I didn't intend that that project get any notoriety. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, intended to put it on social media to share with other people, to be held accountable, uh, to, to know that I was doing something every day for 365 days and be able to go back and look at those. You know, there were some selfish reasons I did it. However, um, very quickly, I discovered that that project was taking on a life of its own. And um, I got contacted uh, by lots of people saying, I'd, I'd love to do this. Can you tell me how, you know, um, I'd love to take this on in some form or fashion. I, I don't know that I could do it every day, but I'd love to experience what you're experiencing. Um, and, and I think that became the most profound part of the experiment is that when people started to see the benefits or the opportunity it was to acknowledge their dry cleaner and to talk to their dry cleaner in a way that they probably never had, it became um, very contagious. And so I can say that there's at least 10 people I know um, either directly or indirectly that have taken this on for themselves. Um, So much so that I created the year of love project, uh, a website. I also created a Facebook group so that we could keep the ripple effects of this going. And, you know, there will never be, um, there will never be a time when uh, I'm not sort of recognized for this, you know, in my circle of friends, people are like, tell me about it. How did that happen? Why did you do that? Tell me how to do that. How, how do you take something like that on for yourself? And so my life out of having done that experiment, which by the way, cost me no money. Uh, my life will never be the same really, truly. Mm -hmm. If I think about it, uh, without being overly dramatic, all those 365 people that I mentioned know me differently now, whether they were a close relative or a distant service provider or a college roommate, you know, all those people now have a different understanding of me and our relationship And that was the most priceless part of it. Uh, That and the fact that people like yourself heard about it, that we just continue to keep the ripple effect of this experiment sort of rolling through. And hopefully it affects people in one way or another. That's all. um, Now that's all that I really want to have happen. You know, I didn't uh, start the project with this in mind. Well, you are making a ripple effect, and you you touch on a couple of points really that I'll I'll quickly mention that that you had some of the feeling um, as this grew that and and many people who talk about a gratitude practice when they start to f- feel how it feels for you, um, it, it can feel selfish, right? It, it, but what I like to say to people, clients, and otherwise, and the research shows this, is that when you keep yourself full 
and you were really filling up your bucket by, by doing this. Then you overflowed into the lives of other people, and then that's when that ripple continues. And to me, that's, that is now documented well in research on this aspect of love, appreciation, gratitude, and the continuum of those kind of emotions and expressions of those emotions. And I want to thank you for the, the ripple that you are creating. And I, I hope our listeners will take a look at your Facebook group and your website. Tell me um, the URL for your website. Sure. It's yearofloveproject.com. Great. Great. And we'll make sure to promote that on our social and as I posted on my website. And I want to thank you for what you're bringing to the world and, and keep it up. And let's stay in conversation about it, both on social media. And I hope we have some more opportunity to visit. I hope that our listeners are encouraged and inspired by what Jen has shared with us from her year of love. And as that continues, we hope that you will continue to listen to Working Gratitude wherever you listen to podcasts. Please listen, like, subscribe, and share. And we thank you for joining us. Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. And I thank our listeners. Darren Hollingsworth has had a thriving career as a financial advisor, sales professional, senior fundraising professional, and nonprofit executive. Now, via business, success, and philanthropy coaching, Darren is passionate about helping successful executives realize and exceed their personal and professional potential. He helps business and nonprofit leaders find and confirm their passion, their inspiration, and motivation. This is accomplished through collaborative work based on gratitude, experience, encouragement, and accountability. As Darren says, surviving is not enough. Thriving is the goal. Additionally, Darren works with businesses, nonprofit organizations, and boards of directors to create new possibilities for transformational customer and donor relationships, organizational strategic visioning and governance, as well as continuity and succession planning. Via collaboration and consulting, Darren engages with clients to empower them to build upon strengths and face challenges with confidence and expertise. To hear more Working Gratitude and for information about Darren Hollingsworth and Odonata Coaching and Consulting, visit our website, odonatacoaching.com, or visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Coaching or search wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Working Gratitude. Working Gratitude, copyright Darren Hollingsworth and Odonata Coaching and Consulting, all rights reserved.